Welcome to Scalable Happiness. I'm your host, Taj Grewal. Scalable happiness, maximize happiness, minimize stress, and always be at your best. Thank you everyone for joining us this week for episode two. Last week, the major takeaway was defining happiness. Happiness is a state of being where everything is fine. And this week, we're going to build on top of that or alongside that. You know, we can't talk about happiness and peace without also discussing stress and anxiety. Today, we're going to be defining stress. You can search on the internet. You'll get several different definitions, uh, flavors of definitions, and, and it can get confusing pretty fast. There's a lot of talk of stress versus anxiety, good stress, bad stress internal factors versus external factors. I just got to give credit to Naval Ravikant again. Last week, you listened to a clip where Naval defines happiness as a state of being where everything is fine. 30 seconds earlier in that same clip, he defines stress. Let's take a listen. Let's define stress for a moment. Physically, stress is when something wants to be in two places at one time. If I take an iron beam and apply pressure to both ends in different directions, I'm creating stress in the beam because one part wants to be north, the other part wants to be south. I create stress on the beam. In a person, stress is when you can't decide what's important, so then you want two things at once that are mutually incompatible. I want to relax right now, but I need to get some work done. I'm under stress. So for the purposes of scalable happiness, I want to latch on to that part about wanting two incompatible things at once. It can only be that definition. It's very easy to apply to a broad set of scenarios, right? The key is, you know, good stress versus bad stress. Good stress is for things you can control. That's your inner voice kind of trying to get you to be more like your inner self. Bad stress is things in your environment that you cannot control, but you worry about you are at the mercy of your environment there until you change your environment. And if you are powerless to change that environment, you simply have to accept certain situations and figure out what's actually worth spending your energy on to control. Now, the past year has introduced several incompatible layers and complexities in our lives, some of which are going to carry on after the pandemic and some of which will end as herd immunity is reached. I want peace and quiet sometimes. I also have a toddler that's home full-time from school. Most of the day, those are incompatible. And I can choose to be angry about it. I can choose to take it out on a toddler. But that's not his fault for wanting attention. It's his biology. It's just a tough situation, right? I can try to simply accept that it's an imperfect situation and I become less stressed about it because the stress comes from thinking that you have control over the situation, right? There's a stress to act, fight or flight, right? That's what's really happening inside. It's the fight or flight reaction that's being triggered. When that fight or flight reaction is being triggered over events that are not in your control, that's what really causes anxiety and that's super unhealthy and that compounds over time. 
So you want to be able to make sure that that response is being elicited and triggered when it's actually needed. This is going to sound callous to those who don't fully understand it. One application of, of minimizing your stress is also minimizing your social media use or minimize the way social media uses you, right? And tries to get you to care about things or situations that actually don't affect your life. We want to work to minimize our stress over time. I specifically chose the word minimize instead of eliminate because, you know, we don't need to climb the ladder or, we, you know, you don't need to get to the finish line in one stride, right? You know, I have this picture of a stack, you know, you could, it could be Jenga blocks, it could be Lego, it could be bricks, but whatever works in your head, a, a stack of incompatible pairs, you know, when you want incompatible things, realize what the list actually is. Try to be aware of what this list actually is because it's happening whether you're aware of it or not, right? And as you catch yourself in these moments, try to question if the situation is in your control or not. Is there a way to turn the incompatible into compatible by maybe switching time, location, or, or some other factor and making the situations work for you? or making the incompatible things work for you? Or are your wants out of touch with your current reality? You know, you accept that it's not in your control, or at least today it's not in your control, but that you can take steps to make sure that it is in your control in the future. That's it for today. If you understand that stress is wanting two incompatible things at once, if you understand that not every incompatibility is within your control, you're in a good place to move on to the next episode. Make sure to hit the subscribe or follow button. I forgot to mention that last week. Um, and also feel free to share this with everyone and anyone uh, who you think can benefit from it. If uh, there's someone you think can take this and apply it to become happier or apply it to minimize their stress levels, you know, go ahead and share. This is in the public square. This is here to help people and, and also selfishly on my side to engage with people on the conversation of happiness. Just going back to the part about accepting what's not in your control. I'll leave you with a quote from Epictetus. He was born a slave in uh, 50 AD. He eventually earned his freedom after a couple of decades in slavery and went on to be a philosophy teacher. His quote is really what I want you to think when you catch yourself in these moments, and I'll leave you with this. Make the best use of what is in your power, and take the rest as it happens. Make the best use of what is in your power, and take the rest as it happens. We'll see you next week. Thank you very much.